0: An entitled Karen claims that I'm flashing gang signs around, even though I'm speaking in sign language. But despite that explanation, she still called the cops on us, and tried to have us arrested. But things backfired on this entitled Karen almost instantly, and it truly was a sight to behold. Here's what happened. So this tale takes place decades ago, before the rise of the internet, before cell phones. In fact, phones were in the process of shedding their tails, so to speak. I was a girl fast approaching her double digits. Months early my silent world had exploded into sound with the invention of a pair of tiny battery-powered devices that boosted sound called hearing aids. Before this, one made do wearing earpieces connected to a black box worn on the chest using a harness. These devices had a lot of issues and didn't work well with me. They would provide too much feedback. My 10th birthday was on the horizon and my parents surprised me by renting the party room of my favorite pizza restaurant where most of the staff knew sign language. The rest is set up with a party room in the back corner. On the opposite side is the arcade room. There's no door between the party room and the arcade room, and this will be important later. Below these rooms was a standard restaurant floor. Booth after booth lined the walls and the midsection was divided into two parts. The front part was sunken in, much like a 70s area conversation pit. A central circular table held a fireplace while gaming systems lined the tables against the wall. Stuff like the Nintendo Entertainment System, the N64, Mega, Atari, PlayStation, stuff like that. The section behind that was a regular table and chair seating. Both sections were rentable for parties. We were setting up in the party room when an entitled Karen appeared. I saw her talking to my uncle and didn't think anything about it as I was in the process of studying my word list. At this point, I was learning to form noises into words. I could make sounds, just not actual words at this point. A light shoulder tap got my attention and my cousin signed that my uncle wanted my attention. I go to him and he signed that this entitled Karen wanted the party room and was offering to switch with us. I asked where her section was and it was the back section of the middle area and I agreed to switch. We switch and I overhear the entitled Karen complaining about gang signs and now she was not sure of switching simply because she was afraid of violence but nonetheless her entitled kid wanted the party room so we went ahead and switched and this put us right next to the arcade. A bit later I'm having my speech lesson with my Dad and the entitled kid of this entitled Karen, as well as her friends, try to dash through to get to the arcade. But when they are told that they can't do that, they run off and cry to their entitled Karen of a mother. I'm on my dad's lap, with one hand on my chest and my other on his, trying to mimic the same motions his chest make as he says the word on my list. And I'm struggling with a word. And that's when we hear a screech. The entitled Karen is pointing at us and talking about how we're using gang signs and talking about all kinds of immoral things and how her husband was going to arrest us all when his backup arrived. At this point, my uncle stood up. Now he's a huge beefcake of a man who is a big teddy bear on the inside. He towers well over her and glares at her. His mouth is moving and I later learned he was telling her that I was deaf and I was learning to speak and the language I was speaking was sign language and it was not gang signs. And no, her spawn and her friends were not going to disrupt our party. They can go around us and instead. He didn't care if it was too far and her stupid kid was not able to walk the distance. At that, red and blue lights started flashing outside and the entitled Karen looked incredibly smug. The cops rush in and her face as my uncle greeted them was priceless. My uncle was the police chief. He told this entitled Karen she had a choice. Either she could wear a pair of silver bracelets and stay a night in a five-star lodging or she could explain to her entitled child how he cannot disrupt our party and has to walk around us to get to the arcade while also leaving us alone. The cops are dispersed and my uncle gives an assignment to two of the cops to stay around and it's a good thing that he did because this entitled Karen ended up earning herself a pair of shiny silver bracelets and a night in a five star lodging. The first thing that happened was that the entitled kid and his friends destroyed the salad bar. Next, he tried to make off with the N64 and then nearly succeeded with the PlayStation. He also got caught trying to steal my new Hot Wheels Garage playset twice. I think I even overheard her calling me stupid and asking why I wasn't home yet. This entitled Karen also tried to skip out on paying for the party room in which she actually never bought the party package and to top it all off, her husband wasn't even a cop. So they ran the evidence against her and eventually she got locked up. And looking back, it truly is awesome to see how this entitled Karen's plan backfired on her so spectacularly. Because she truly had it coming. What an awful person. How on earth could you seriously look at a small child and try to pretend like they're throwing up gang signs when they're just trying to speak sign language. Like that is unbelievably rude. Like you seriously have to be not only stupid, but willfully stupid to not know that this is what's going on. And even if you assumed it was gang signs of some kind, you don't just go up to someone and be like, hey, your kid is flashing gang signs and I don't know Chuck E. Cheese's or something like that. I mean, that's what this place sounded like to be completely honest. So I'm really glad that this entitled Karen got put in jail. She clearly was lying to a police officer, and she obviously was trying to get away with stuff that she really shouldn't have gotten away with. And in the end, she really did get exactly what was coming to her. If you like Am I the Jerk, you're probably going to love Am I the Genius. Check it out, link down below in the description. Today, I messed up by letting a lady sit in our hotel lobby while not realizing that she was actually doing a stakeout to try and determine if her husband was cheating on her with another woman. And I've never been more embarrassed to pass off something to my coworker in my life. Here's what happened. So to start things out, I want to say first and foremost that this was entirely my own fault. On this particular night, I was working a 3 to 11 for the first time at a new property. I was a bit frazzled to say the least, and when I get frazzled, boy do I start making questionable calls. Fast forward, and it's about 30 minutes until the end of my shift, and there's a room full of shenanigans going on. There were quite a few interesting situations that came into the hotel right at the last second, but none of them held a flame to the woman I had to deal with, who is in fact fact, the subject of the story. She enters in and walks to the lobby. She's got a big smile and a kind voice. She says to me, I'm going to be honest with you. I do not have a reservation. I don't need one. I'm actually just waiting for my husband. I'll even buy a coffee if I could just sit in the lobby and wait. And honestly, in retrospect, people, I just needed a win. I just needed to please someone. I wanted to feel hospitable again. She seemed normal for the most part. But this is where my mistake starts. I cut her off and I say, ma'am, we do have free coffee and we have a place to sit. If you won't be too long, I don't see an issue. And looking back on that, I feel absolutely idiotic, especially when she continues her story. She goes on to say, I'm waiting for my husband because he's cheating on me. They are staying next door and I'm going to catch them. When she finally finished, I had to backtrack. I said, okay, ma'am, I offered you a place to sit, but this sounds like it can escalate into something completely different. So I need to establish some ground rules. For one, I need you to keep quiet. You don't bother anybody else. And secondly, you do not bring your husband, his mistress, or anyone else in here to have a confrontation. And thirdly, you can't stay here for more than an hour. Thankfully, she kept her promise. She sat quietly and sipped her coffee. She didn't bother anyone. She just stared out the window, waiting for her husband to drive by. The night audit arrived, and I informed them I brought this mess into our lobby, and I would be happy to hang out until she left, or I could even escort her out of the lobby. The night auditor, who's also a kind soul, assured me that she can stay and it won't be an issue. Now at this point I'm awake in my bed, hoping that my night auditor isn't catching grief. I messed up, but I just wanted to do something nice for someone tonight just to atone for the crimes against hospitality that I witnessed tonight overall. And just like me, it's always in these moments of weakness that I invite chaos into the equation. So hopefully nothing bad came of this situation, because the last thing I would ever want to do is to bring unnecessary stress on to my co-workers. Yeah, that sounds like a messy situation. You thought this lady was just gonna try and stick around and maybe hang out for a little bit and you chimed in right as she was explaining thinking that this would be a simple solution. But nope, you've got somebody who's trying to catch her husband cheating. Like this is not gonna be fun in the slightest. And thankfully, we actually have an update to this story and we know exactly what happened. And according to the night auditor, nothing happened. This lady left after an hour and she left calmly at that. So at least there's that kind of silver lining. So thankfully, nothing really came of it and you didn't disturb or throw your coworker under the bus and considering how this could have gone I think everybody got off easy and everyone should be lucky there wasn't some massive confrontation inside the lobby my best friend is accusing me of gaslighting him because I gave him relationship advice about a girl that I also liked and fast forward to present day and I'm now with that girl and he is upset with me and I seriously don't know what to do so to start things out both me and my friend share a lot of interests And we met each other our freshman year of college Due to our courses the next year We met this girl Which is now my girlfriend the next year She and a lot of other people Often said that we were like brothers Which was also true to some extent Given we have a lot of similarities In our personality and interests Anyways, I instantly grew a liking for my girlfriend three months after meeting her I guess she picked up on it Because she once called me alone To talk about something And made sure I just wanted to be friends I was heartbroken but she's such an awesome person. I value the friendship even more after that. I didn't say I liked her because I knew she would have lessened our contact thinking I wouldn't be able to handle it. I think she has mentioned this to my friends also at some point. I'm not sure when though. Two years later and my friend tells me he likes her and is going to ask her out. Now I was devastated. I knew he had a thing for her, but just not sure how big it was. They talked for hours that night and apparently she told him that she wanted to focus on her career and in ideal world she would have given him another year to get to know him more and that she would hate if she had to make a decision now and regretted it later. When my friend told me this I talked to her and I told her that my friend's an amazing guy. If she really likes him she should go ahead but only if she was sure about it. She told me that she wanted to focus on her career right now and just hopes that she doesn't regret it later. My friend also knew that I talked to her after him and she then made it clear to him that they should be just friends and not have any hopes attached to it because otherwise she wouldn't be able to hang out freely with him. I then talked to my friend that probably it's for the best because they had such opposing personalities. Maybe they wouldn't have worked out as something more. Then I told him that he would get over this and reference one of my earlier heartbreaks and how I got over it. Now, I'm not going to go into the details because my friend might see this, but next year, some situations arose due to which I was able to spend more time with this girl. We shared a lot of moments together and I let her know that I was romantically interested. She thought about it for about 3-4 to days during which I assume she discussed this with a couple of her close friends my friends included. She finally said yes and we got together. Both of them still remained and are close friends after she rejected him. She says she admires a lot of the qualities about him which is understandable. He is a smart and kind guy. I also sometimes envy how he's able to put a little effort into his job and still be good at it. He has acknowledged to her that their Friendship is lopsided. He also reduced contact with her once he knew that we were together, but that was after we got together, so I guess he still had some feelings for her left. Fast forward to three to four months later, and now my friend is accusing me of gaslighting him because, according to him, if I liked her from the beginning, it was not my place to talk to him or to her for that matter, and that he can no longer believe anything I ever said. I try to convince him that I never badmouthed him and that he could talk to my girlfriend if he wants. I just didn't want to tell him, because then it would have been like we're competing for her. And I didn't want to put my girlfriend in that spot two years ago, where she would have had to choose between two people. That wouldn't have been fair. So now my friend's angry with me, and I seriously don't know what to do. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters. And, what do I even say other than, hey? (sighs) Well... It really sounds like your friend has sour grapes about the situation. And no, I don't think you were gaslighting him. I think you were just trying to be a good friend and let him have his space to try and ask this girl out. Like, you did the right thing, in my opinion, of not saying, hey, I also kind of like her. Can you even imagine how awkward that would be for this woman? Not only does she have two guys that like her, which is like, okay, that's fine, but also these two guys are best friends. And if you reveal that, yeah, you like her as well, then in my opinion, it absolutely would have escalated into something super toxic. So by not saying anything, you really were trying to save feelings. Also, let's look at the facts here. The original poster's girlfriend clearly likes him. A year later, she found herself in a different spot, and she was ready to have a relationship in her life. And he just so happened to be the person to step in. And so I really don't think there's any gaslighting going on. Considering the circumstances of when the original poster's friend asked her out, it just was not good timing. And to me, it really seems like this supposed best friend is just really jealous that his best friend got with this girl before he could. And at the end of the day, there's nothing you can do about that. I think you did the best you could to try and have your friend have some kind of happiness in his life despite the fact that she turned him down. So honestly, there's not much you can do about it. I think this might be a situation where everything's kind of inevitable and your friend would probably be mad at whatever guy did end up getting with this girl. So if anything, maybe just let it go. Just be happy with what you have and try to move forward as best as you can. My parents don't take my school assignments seriously. It almost caused me me to lose points on my grade simply because I was trying to take this seriously. Here's what happened. So I'm sure a lot of people who've taken childcare classes in school have had this experience before, all while you're carrying a child around with you for a week. My family members were absolute jerks about it, and I was very very scared that I would get a bad grade because of this. I've also heard of awful stories about people who took this class and lose grades due to jerks that wanted a good laugh. So I was expecting for this part of the class, as well as this section, that I would be carrying a flower baby or babies around for the whole week. For those who might not know what this is, it's basically where students are assigned with a bag of flour. depending on your luck. You get a healthy five pound to 10 pound bag of flour, or a premature three pound baby, and you would then have to take care of that bag of flour. It sounds silly, but it's all for the class. Now, I was fortunate enough to only have the five pound one to carry around with me, which I'm supposed to care for and treat like a child. And I really went into mama bear mode. And this also has to do with the fact that I was a babysitter for my younger siblings and my cousins. So, caring for this wasn't going to be that hard, or so I thought. I gave my child a hat to wear and even wrapped it up with an extra sweater that I no longer wear. In fact, I even get extra credit for keeping it warm during the winter. When I walked into my next class, I get the usual whisper and giggle about carrying a bag of flour around, as most childcare students would get. So, I was extra careful and basically. I basically had it sitting on my lap the entire time, and this was all the way up until gym class. I asked my trusted friend Anna to babysit it for me, and that I will then come back for it later. Fast forward, and I'm finally getting home, and immediately my parents are staring at me like I'm crazy, simply because I'm carrying a bag of flour around in my arms, despite the fact that they signed the permission slip, which would allow me to carry it around for a week. My grandma then says to me, What's that? Just toss it in the garbage. It's going to leak all over the place. I said to her that this was for my class assignment and I have to take care of it for a week. My parents said, yeah, sure, you're just making things up so you can carry weird things around to fit in with bad people. Now after they said that, I just ignored them and I headed upstairs to my room to do my homework. I leave for a bit to eat dinner and I come back to hear giggling from my room. I open my room to see my entitled siblings throwing my flower baby like a ball. I freak out and I grab it, telling them I'm going to lose points from my class if it rips open, and they'll have to vacuum the carpet. They then take off running to tell on me for yelling at them, to which I unsurprisingly get yelled at, as well as for taking the stupid assignment too seriously, and not letting them throw around my flower baby for just a little bit. Yeah, it's crazy. So I respond to them and say, okay, fine, go buy them a bag of flour and let them throw it around. And if the bag explodes covering the carpet with flour, I'm not vacuuming it up. I then got an earful for over an hour, on being respectful of your elders and that I shouldn't talk back to anybody and this is all when I was just trying to be honest about my entitled sisters and what they were doing but a week passed by and I made it through without my child leaking or getting ripped in the process in fact for another student one time a bully snatched their flower baby and threw it off the second floor balcony only for it to land and explode on the head of a freshman walking by the student got a new replacement bag while the bully was suspended for a while and the freshman was traumatized as well. Honestly, I'm just glad the assignment is done, and I'm glad that I don't have to carry around that stupid flower baby anymore. Your parents were being absolutely ridiculous. Like, not only did they sign the permission slip for you to do this assignment, but then they suddenly have this selective amnesia where they're like, we don't remember doing that. You're just trying to fit in with bad people. Like, come on. Are you serious right now? What kid in their right mind would carry around a bag of flour to try and fit in? If anything, they're just gonna get bullied for doing that. So good for you for at least getting through the week without losing your flower our baby. That would have been obnoxious to deal with and I can't imagine losing points on your GPA all because your siblings wanted to throw it around like a basketball. My girlfriend really wants to get married with me but I don't feel ready and at this point I don't know what to do. So I've been with my girlfriend for two years now but she has been hinting that she wants to get married with me since the first year. I love her but I told her that we are too young to marry that right now is not the time to think about it but I also have another reason not to marry that I haven't told her. I I've always been very introverted and shy. I only had one teenage relationship in high school that lasted like, what, three months? And it never got anywhere. And I've never been with another girl since then until I started dating her. And that was right when I turned 21. She is my first real relationship. And the thought of settling down with her makes me comfortable and happy. But I'm also worried that I will become bitter for the rest of my life, knowing that I just wasted my life taking such a big decision so soon and with none of the experience. Experience. My girlfriend has had a lot of relationships in the past, and I don't blame her. Maybe she is ready to settle down with me after all of her dating life, but I don't feel that way. I didn't even have a dating life. I know some people marry their first love, and they live perfectly good marriages, and I'm happy for them. I just feel like that's not for me, because it just feels wrong, like skipping an incredibly important part of your life, like starting to work at 6 and missing your entire childhood. It breaks my heart, because I do love her. She is a really nice girl, and I've grown a lot alongside her. I can really see us both getting married in the future, but just not right now. I don't really know anymore what to do. How do I know if she is the best for me if I haven't dated literally anybody else? I should be happy for finding the one so early in my life, and I do, but I don't at the same time. It makes me feel so guilty and selfish to think this way, because I can already feel people thinking. So, you got a perfectly good relationship, and you're throwing it away just because you don't feel ready yet and I feel like I'm going to regret whatever path I decide. If I stay with her and I get married, I feel like I will become bitter and if I leave, I would be leaving a good relationship just to mess around and finding out that she really was the one for me. Right now, she's telling me that I have to ask for permission to her parents soon, but permission for what? Permission to date her after almost dating her for three years? Or is she setting me up to ask her parents for her hand? Also, her plans and my plans are very different. She is planning to stay in the And I'm planning on leaving the country She doesn't want kids, but I do I feel like all that stuff needs to be considered as well What should I do? First off, I think you need to make it very clear That you're not ready to get married You need to communicate that clearly to your girlfriend Like right now Because she really wants to get married And it looks like she's really trying to lead the conversation in that direction But you have made it very clear That right now at this stage of your life Of only being 23 years old You're not ready to get married yet And that is completely reasonable in my opinion. It is not irrational to pump the brakes and be like, wait a second, I don't think I'm ready for this. If anything, I think that shows a lot of maturity, and it shows that you're taking this seriously. So no, you should not feel forced to get married. And honestly, I don't think there's anything wrong with trying to figure things out first before taking this very vital and important step. And it's also really unfair that your girlfriend is almost pushing this on you. And it really does seem kind of rushed. Like, this seems like it's happening all of a sudden overnight. So I think having a conversation and Telling her exactly how you feel really will be the deciding factor of if you stay with her or if you have to go. Because towards the end of this post, you said it yourself. You both have some very different plans for what you want out of life. And I completely agree. These are things that absolutely need to be considered, especially when you're considering getting married. Thanks for watching. When you subscribe, make sure to hit the bell to turn on notifications so you never miss a video. To finish listening to all the stories, use the playlist at the top of the description. And if you like, Am I the Jerk? You're probably going to love Am I the Genius. Check it out in the description below and subscribe.